Welcome to Divine Inspiration. Today, we are going to talk about religion, tradition versus God's commandments. Yes, religion, tradition versus God's commandment. So in Matthew chapter 15, verse 1 through 9, this is what the word of God says. Then some Pharisees and teachers of the law came to Jesus from Jerusalem and asked, why do your disciples break the traditions of the elders? They don't wash their hands before they eat. And Jesus replied, and why do you break the commands for, of God for the sake of your tradition? For God said, honor your father and mother, and anyone who curses their father or mother is to be put to death. But you say that if anyone declares that what might have been used to help their father or mother is devoted to God, they are not to honor their father or mother with it. Those you nullify the word of God for the sake of your tradition, you hypocrites. Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human roots. Hmm. And so the Pharisees and the teachers of the law were guilty of sin and legalism. A legalist substitutes outward acts, rules, or, um, or words for proper inner attitudes that come from people, I mean, for, that come from being born of God in the spirit. Such people honor God with their lips while their hearts are far from him. They are pure righteous outwardly, but inwardly have no real love for God. Legalism doesn't refer the mere existence of stated regulations for righteous living within the Christian community. Rather, it has to do with motives, the motives by which the Christian approaches God's will as expressed in his word. Any motive uh, for keeping commands of our regulations that does not stem from a living faith in Christ, the regenerating power of the Holy Spirit, and the sincere desire to obey and please God is legalism. Even in this day of grace, Christians remain under the instruction, discipline, and duty to of obeying Christ and Christ's teaching in his word. The Pharisees and teachers of the law were guilty of placing human tradition above before God's unwritten revelation. Jesus is not condemning all tradition, but only that the, those that conflict with God's word. Traditions or rules must be based upon and correspond to God's revelation founded in his scriptures. In 2 Theologians 2 verse 15. Churches must resist the tendency to exalt religious tradition, human wisdom, or contemporary customs above the Bible. Scriptures is the only infallible rule of faith. In practice, it must never be nullified by human ideas. When we, we, we are believers of the Lord Jesus Christ, God's commandments should outrule our traditions, our, our religion tradition. Not men may, but what does God say? What does God say in his word? How can we please God? How can we give him our heart desires? How, what can we do for God? Because at the end of the day, that's what it's really about. Not about our religion traditions. Oh, well, my grandparents used to do this. Or my great-grandfather used to do this. No, what does God say? What does his word say? Let's get back into the word of God. So we're going to go back into Matthew chapter 15, verse 10 through 20. And Jesus called the crowd to him and said, listen and understand what goes into someone's mouth does not defile them, 
but what comes out of their mouth, that is what defiles them. Then the disciples came to him and asked, do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this? He replied, every plant that my heavenly father has not planted will be pulled up by the roots. Leave them, they are blind guides. If the blind lead the blind, both will fall into a pit. Peter said, explain the parable to us. Are you still so dual, Jesus asked him. Don't you see that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and then out of the body? But the things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart and these defile them. For out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual morality, thief, false testimony, slander. These are what defile a person, but eating with unwashed hands does not defile them. So Jesus is speaking of foods that eat in, that enter a person, but it does do not affect his or her spirit and conscience before God. Christ shows that the defilement we ought to fear was not from what entered our mouths as food, but from what came out of our mouths, which shows the wickedness of our hearts. The evil in the heart of men, murders, adultery, fornication, thefts, false witness, blasphemy, um, destruction, whether directed against God or man. Jesus Christ will show us the, dece um, the, 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 the deceitfulness and wickedness of our hearts. He will teach us to humble ourselves and to seek to be cleansed from his word, his living water that cleans our filthy hearts. That's what defiles a person. It is not the food that we eat that defiles us. You see how that was made, men made, made. They were so focused on them to his disciples to wash their hands and not focus on our hearts that need to be cleansed by the word of God. They were up there talking to Jesus and why he they obey why he they disobeying the law, which the law could not make their heart clean. Washing our hands is not going to make our heart clean. What what comes out of our mouth is defile what person we are, defile the culture riches of our because it's coming from out of our heart. And that's why we got to humble ourselves and come back to the Lord because he's the only one who cleans our heart. No one else. So in Matthew chapter 15, verse 13 through 14, it says this. And he replied, every plant that my heavenly father has not planted will be pulled up by the roots. Leave them. They are blind guides. If the blind lead the blind, both will fall into a pit. Hmm. It is planted in the mind for the purpose of, of producing fruit in the life are right conduct. Jesus here says that all those doctrines of which the, his father was not the author must be rooted up or corrected. The false doctrines of the Pharisees must be attacked and it was no wonder if they were ignorant. <laughs> it could not be helped. It was Jesus' duty to correct them. He was not surprised that they were enraged Lift them alone, they are incorruptible and blind by their own interest against any conviction or instructions. These men are joined to their superstitious traditions. Don't concern yourselves to them. That's what Jesus was telling his disciples. Don't concern yourself with them. If they want to leave the blind, leave the blind, they, they let them do that. They're going to fall into the pit. But don't you concern yourself with them. So Jesus was correcting them, regardless if they felt enraged, regardless if they felt offended. Jesus still correct them. Hmm. We don't see that much in the office in the, in the church. Hmm. Let me keep going on. 
These men, like I said, these men are joined to the superstitious tradition. Don't concern yourselves to them. They are pretending leaders of blind, but themselves are blind. An ignorant and unfaithful ministry is the greatest plaque God can send among his people. So those things pertaining to the body as much as food does not, I mean, yeah, does, and they cannot, they cannot affect the soul. So regardless of if we eat chicken wings, pizza, um, salad, that does not affect our soul. Hmm. What affects our soul? What can affect our soul? What, what affects our soul is the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe it in him, have faith in him. He can affect our soul. He can cleanse our soul. But if we don't get it, we don't humble ourselves and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ for he can affect us and change us and make us new. Guess what? We still be carnality. We still be wickedness. We still be evil. We still do corrupt things because we cannot do it without God. God say with man is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. That is his word. That's what he say. See, you believe what God says in his word are you going to believe the religion tradition and do the same old things and fall down into a pit? But God ain't changed. God said he's still the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. God ain't changed at all. Hmm. Let's keep going on. I got a lot of notes, but I don't know if I'm going to get through all these notes. But hey, praise the Lord. We're going to get through it. That must be purified by something else than external washing, and it's polluted. The seat of corruption is within the heart itself. And if people would made, um, if people would be made pure, this must be cleaned. If it is corrupt, the whole man and woman is corrupt. You heard that. So if the heart is corrupt, the whole man and woman is corrupt. And they are corrupt by their heart, not by the food they put inside their mouth, not by washing no hands, not by wearing long skirts, not by wearing no makeup. Hey, not by religious traditions. But Jesus wasn't against all of the religious traditions. But whatever they went against God's word, because God's word is the truth. And we as believers are supposed to live by the spirit and the truth. Let's get into Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 25 through 27. And it says this, I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. You heard this. This is what God said he would do into us. Hmm. God promised to restore Israel, not only physical, but also spiritually. This restoration involves giving them a new heart that is a tender as flesh so that they will respect God to respect to God's word. Also, God will put his Holy Spirit within us. This work of God encompasses the new covenant established by Christ Jesus. Apart from the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, it is impossible for a person to have true life and follow God's way. It is essential that we remain open to the voice and guidance of the Holy Spirit. Hmm. So faith drawn near to God through Jesus Christ are in inseparable. One, faith is defined as sincerely coming to God and believing in his goodness by drawing near to God through Christ. One finds mercy and grace, help, salvation, sanctification, and cleansing. Two, clearly this implies that who, um, where there is no drawing near to God in prayer and fellowship with Christ, there is no saving faith. Jesus himself equips faith with earnest prayer to God. 
Let's go into Luke chapter 18, verse 8. And this is what the word of God says. I tell you, he will see that they, that I tell you, he will see that they get justice in quickly. However, when the son of man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Hmm. When Jesus returns for those who cry out to him day and night, he will put an end to the distress and suffering received at the hands of a hostile and evil world. And he will take us to himself. At his coming, the faithful of his church shall be, be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the earth. Then God will administer his justice and wrath on the wicked. Should he find faith? That's what Jesus was asking us in Luke chapter 18, verse 8. Should he find faith on this earth? Jesus' question probably indicates that as the time of his return draws nearer, evil will become so dominant that many in the church will fall away from the kind of faith in perseverance of prayer. Hmm. Lord, help us. Help us not to fall away. Jesus. As we approach his history, and the question for each believer is, am I persevering in faith? Continually steadfasted in prayer and calling on God that justice may be done and his righteous cause may trumpet completely and forever. Or am I so preoccupied with this life that I am not looking forward to Christ's return and his, his internal kingdom? And another question to ask us, ask you as a believer in Christ Jesus is following religion, following religion rituals, more important to you than obeying God's commandments. The Pharisees observed Jesus' disciples breaking tradition by entering with unwashed hands and complained, why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? And Jesus replied, and why do you break the commands of God for the sake of your tradition? Breaking a human tradition versus breaking... Um, commands of God. This is what religious does. It adds human tradition to God's command, and sometimes the tradition trumpets the commands. It makes complex what God made simple. It turns into burdens what God meant to bring freedom. Eventually, religion becomes merely human rules and not God's way, not God's commandment, not what God says is human rules. And it brings burdens on people. It does not bring a freedom. It does not bring freedom and cleans heart and a cleans heart and, and, and a new person. Like Christ Jesus said, he will make us new. It is God who does the work, not human beings, not us. It is God who does the work, God alone, and God has not changed. So when we do religion tradition, it's okay for if it's God's getting glorified. But when we do religion tradition, that it's against God's will, against God's commandment. We got to ask ourselves as leaders, are we doing what God called us to do? Are we in our own ways doing our own things? Thank you so much for listening to Divine Inspiration. God bless you.